welcome to the Bored and Bitchy Podcast, a place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiance. I'm Evie, and I'm an LA girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, an LA slash California girl currently living in Arizona. And my warning for you is that we draw profanity every single week. It's like sprinkled in, you know, it's not like, you know, one word after the other unless we get a real reaction. But just consider yourself warned. Yes, consider yourself warned. And my second warning is that I am off my game. I have no news. I know last week was like fertility check this week. It's all dried up. So and I'm not <laughs> okay. saying that there's no actual news. I'm just saying I fucked up and I don't have any news. So I will have to catch you all up next week, which means we can ri- uh, jump right into the show. But before, wait, we, before we do, because oh, you know we love tangents, just be honest. Are you not up on 90 Day News because you're consumed by the Depp Heard trial? Not necessarily. I know this okay. is shocking for you and your yeah, husband to understand, Kat, but I actually <laughs> am trying to excel in my career and my work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, this is all a joke. Kat excels and does very good work. Um, my husband just got a promotion, I will have you know. <laughs> God, I need his job. He needs, if anyone needs to be teaching a boxes seminar to people, <laughs> it is your husband. No, aside from actually like being extremely busy at work, um, I have been popping in. I So I'm not on TikTok, as some of y'all know. And so I only see little bits and pieces. I go and check TMZ. So I do know the updates, but I haven't seen like as much footage of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial as many people because I know a lot of people are doing a really good job on TikTok of like getting oh clips, God, breaking it down. Have you been totally consumed? No, but guess who has? Yes. <laughs> yes. And he sends me TikToks and I'm like, you know me, I'm not, re- I don't really care about celebrity news. And at first I was like, I don't care about that. And then he'll send me TikToks or, or updates and I'm like, I still play it like I don't care, but I'm like listening like, wait, what happened? Oh, okay. And then what? (laughs) And then who said what? It is an actual mess. Like it's a total mess. You know, I know there's some people I I, I'm not going to like take a side because like I said, I haven't been as involved from what I can tell is like this was just a toxic relationship in general. Like both of them exhibited very toxic behavior towards each other. I don't know. I haven't seen enough to know like oh, I believe Amber's side more or Johnny's side more. I just know they both seem pretty toxic together. And it seems like they're, even their lawyers are kind of messy. Like, I feel like I saw a clip where like Amber's lawyer objected to something that he himself asked. So I was like, what? Wait, so what? it just seems... <laughs> Where, what? <laughs> Where'd they go to law school? Clown college? I don't know. So it just seems all very like crazy and then we've got like obviously the peanut gallery of YouTube and TikTok and everybody jumping in and obviously like herd rhymes with turds it's just wow I hadn't heard that one (laughs) you didn't hear that I think like IMDB had to like go in or I don't know if it was IMDB or like wiki wikipedia or something but something had to be like uh, the engineers had right. to like jump in because people were going in and like changing the name from Amber Heard to Amber Turd, and they're like, "Please stop doing that." It was my husband. He was, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So yeah, I wow. I don't have a personal opinion on it at the moment. It just seems like a hot mess. Like these two people should not have been together. Um, but I am curious to see what the result is. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, um, I hope you all enjoyed that tangent. <laughs> we announced we weren't going to have news and get right into it, but let's get right into it. Um, so Emily and Kobe are the first couple up, and I I think this is another another debate for us to discuss. Whether or not Kobe has a say in Emily's pumping habits slash continuing to breastfeed their 17-month-old child. I'm a mom, so obviously I have opinions, but why don't you start, Evie? You're like, you who has no children and no (laughs) kid in the game, what do you think? And of course, because I have no kids, I'd be like, put your breast away. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be insensitive. You've got plenty of tit in the game. Go ahead. (laughs) No. So, I mean, again, I don't have personal experience with this. I am usually a believer, not usually, I am a believer of don't tell women what to do with their bodies. That being said, I don't think that Kobe has a right to tell Emily how to breastfeed or how to pump, but I do think he has a right to express a preference or what his thoughts on it that doesn't mean he has to she has to listen to him and I don't think he has like a right to demand that she do something but I think he's allowed to be like oh you breastfeed and your boobs out when your dad's walking around like to me that does seem awkward like I don't like again I haven't been in that position I don't know if I would want my dad having full view of my nips but maybe (laughs) maybe when I have a baby and I'm tired and I live there maybe I will I don't know so again I don't think he has any Mm -hmm. right to demand or impose like what his kind of rules are. But I do think he has a right to ask and be like, oh, is that what you're doing? Is that, you know, I think that's okay as long as he's not forceful about it. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. Like, I think every family has their own dynamic and they decide what's normal and what's not normal. Um, you know, I have breastfed two babies. I did the math. I was like, oh, my God, between the two of them, I was a breastfeeding machine for 30 months because one was 16 months. The other was 14. And I will say that, like, I was totally against the idea of people seeing me pump or even breastfeed. I just wasn't comfortable. Not to say that it's wrong. Me personally, I wasn't comfortable. Then by the second kid, I was like, you know what? I don't I don't give a fuck. Like, I am not going <laughs> to retreat to isolation. I don't want to pause the show. I'm tired. I'm just going to whip it out right now. This kid needs to eat. So I will say, like, I think it's normal for families to decide that that's OK. And I've seen people do it in front of their parents and they're totally fine with it. But you're like you said, Kobe has a right, at least in in saying or expressing his opinion on his kid's diet and nutrition. I do think it's it's awkward for Emily because she's been the solo parent and now he's coming in. It's like day one, um, you know, with some strong opinions. But I also stand in what I said last week, which is she's just immature because right now it's all reaction instead of having this thought of like, well, he needs to be integrated into this family. And it leads me to believe that she didn't put much thought into that before him arriving. Like, how am I going to help him integrate into our family? Yeah, it just seems like Emily's expectation is like, great, you're here. Now you are my assistant to this routine that me and my family have set up. And these are this is our schedule. This is what we do. When it's like, actually, now the dad's here, there's a new dynamic. And so together, and I understand he has way less experience. Obviously, you've mm-hmm. been the one caring for this baby this whole time. So your expertise is going to, and your opinion is going to have a lot more weight when you make the choices, Mm -hmm. but at least like be a a little flexible to be like, all right, well, 
um, like I said, that doesn't mean like you're not allowed to breastfeed in front of like, you know, on the couch anymore, but like just small things like, all right, well now our new bedtime routine, it used to be like this, but now we have dad here. Do we need a bigger bed? Do we need mm-hmm. a little crib? Like what is the situation? Um, instead of just kind of shutting down all his opinions and just kind of like, you're here, you just kind of have to fold in to what we're doing, where I feel like it should be like, now we adjust so that both parents are involved. And I will comment on the bed situation in just a minute, but I do have to call this out that this whole time that I was like, you know, Kobe should have a say and, you know, they they need to figure it out. Then he comes at us with, I don't want to have to share breasts with my son. So it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, is this about your son's nutrition or is this about your sexual enjoyment of the human breast? <laughs> like what's happening, Kobe? And also Kobe, uh, Kobe, like I, I think I, you y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like he made a generalized statement of not saying in Cameroon, but saying like, in Africa, babies don't get breastfed. Like <laughs> that was a big statement. <laughs> yeah, for like that long. And I feel like uh, the 90 Day Historians and Michael were like, "Excuse me, did Michael say he was like best breastfed till he was like nine three or four years, years old?" old. Oh, nine, nine. My God. Like he would come home from school and be like, "I'm thirsty <laughs> with it." Out. Oh my God, Africa <laughs> snack. Yeah. So clearly, Michael's like, "Bitch, please." <laughs> Clearly, that doesn't apply to everybody in Africa, just like what he's been. a big-ass fucking continent. (laughs) Exactly. Um, This is why we can't just speak in absolute. So, again, I feel like he had the right to, you know, ask questions. Maybe it's new to him. But, yeah, ultimately, I think, especially when it comes to, like, her routine, her breasts, it's going to be up to Emily to decide when and where she's going to do it. And if it's, like, a nutrition question and... Then that's like, again, another thing. But if it's not like, oh, well, I want my baby to be on solids, it's more like, well, you know, what am I going to be speedboating, motorboating? <laughs> then that's a different conversation. But I don't know. You know, you know, maybe this is why we need a man in the mix to tell us their feelings. I mean, I, I can get my husband in the mix if you need. Again, he these breasts belong to two children for 30 months combined. And he just kind of hung out on the sidelines, but he um, was like, boy, was that a long 30 months? <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, okay. This whole nighttime routine, again, it's the idea of integration. I understand where Emily is coming from with like, she's tired. She's got to get this kid to bed, but there was no opportunity to integrate Kobe. There was no like, Kobe, this is your first night with your son, you know, like, do you want to sleep here and I'll go to the other room and I'll, you know, rest or whatever. It was, it was just kind of sad that he literally got kicked out of the bed. And I don't know if you caught this, little Kobe was already calling him Dada. So like, this is the first day he's there. It started out with Coben being too afraid to go to him naturally, and Kobe understood. But then over the course of that one day, Coben warmed up to him and started calling him Dada. Like, I could only imagine how elated, how over the moon Kobe was and here he was about to spend the night with his son that he had been dreaming about for so long and then he gets kicked out like I just felt so bad for him yeah that was fucked up and again like I'm not a parent I've heard that like babies routines are super important and you don't want to mess with that so I get it if there's like this is how we do things this is the time they go to bed so that you know the baby's not like tired in a nightmare in the morning like I get all that but I'm also like this is a pretty special day you know like 
you're, he's meeting his dad for the first time. The dad's meeting his son for the first time. Like, can we stay up a little? Can we be a little hyper? Like, yeah, Kobe's excited and maybe it's making Coben excited. But maybe it's also like Noah Ryan and the crew and the lights <laughs> and the freaking boom mic and everything. Like, it's probably all making Coben excited. Like, chill out, you know, let Coben touch the feet, <laughs> let them play on the bed. And I'm sure they will knock out. And then tomorrow you'll get back into the routine. Is it that serious, y'all? Like, parents, let me know if it's that serious. Because... I feel like, what do y'all do at Christmas? What do you do during vacations? The baby is getting out of the routine sometimes. I had that same thought of like, okay, so the camera crew in the room isn't a distraction. <laughs> Coben isn't like, who are all these mofos? <laughs> I don't know. There are cameras in my face. Um, as a parent, I will say like, yes, routine is important, but it's going to be broken um, sometimes. I get that she's a brand new parent. I do. I, I understand her perspective. But again, it, it goes back to like, it's a first, it's the first time he's here. It's a special night. And also you and him are both going to be home with him, right? Because she doesn't have a job right now. She's a stay at home mom, which is hard. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. But my point is that both she and Kobe can tag team and caring for Coben the next day, you know, so the other one can take a nap because yeah, obviously if Coben doesn't get asleep, he's going to be grumpy, but it's not like. You know, you have a, a 7 a.m. wake up call to go feed the horses and, and care for the ranch all day. I, mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, I mean, you never know. Be- Betty might be around the corner, like trying to look <laughs> extra. A new farmhand. <laughs> yeah. Julia didn't work out. Um, She's like, Mike got her papers. <laughs> I go. mean, I agree. I think in general, Emily's just not doing a great job at welcoming Kobe and making him feel part of their routine and family because during the dinner, which is supposed to be like his welcome home dinner, grandma's over, the sister's there, the parents, and they're trying to hear like this sweet story. Like, how did you propose to Emily? Give us the breakdown. And she interrupts his whole story to let everybody know that the ring is fake. And I'm like, okay, first of all, they probably know because I'm guessing with your mouth, you probably already told them. And two, (laughs) what? Why does it, is that what we need to highlight right now? Like, obviously, I feel like if the man had the money to buy you a real diamond, he probably would have bought you a real diamond. <laughs> I like how you said it with your mouth. And then I thought about about Emily during the confessionals. And I will say, I feel like she does flap her lips quite a bit. <laughs> he has a very large tongue. I don't know if you've noticed. I just feel like there's a lot. I, there's I don't something know about to... her mouth that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm not mocking her, but it, it's caught my attention and I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah, quite put your lips on it. But yeah, this, this very draws the eye in. I know. I I, uh, I caught that and I was like, wait, did they just edit this weirdly? And like someone had asked about the ring and so it made it seem like she was cutting him off. But no, I think she did just cut him off. Um, and then he felt kind of like, well, I guess I should just rush through, through the story. I was trying to tell them how I did what you wanted, but you know, what, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Let's get back to my uh, deficiencies once again. Right. And then grandma, you know, she was like, listen, I've lived a long time and I'm going to tell you it's Emily's way or the highway. So I'm just warning you, my dude. <laughs> He's like, when's the next flight to Africa? Can I? <laughs> Can I use someone's phone really quick? Can I take my son with me? Um, the last thing I will say is that I I like that Emily's dad, like, obviously understands the weight on his shoulders right now with all the people that he has to support. But I like that he didn't want to grill Kobe on his first day there about what he was going to do, which is like a breath of fresh air compared to what we've seen. 
and that he wants to sit down with him at a later time to figure out what he could do for work, which is also a fresh breath of air because most of the time these families are like, all right, you just got here. So what are you going to do for work? Well, you got to figure it out. You know, whereas Emily's dad is like, let me give him some time to settle down. And also he's not familiar with the American workforce. So let me give him some guidance. Yeah, I did appreciate that um, because like you said, in contrast, we have families and people like Kara where the way they are welcoming in their uh, new family member is with threats of violence, repeated threats of violence, which for some reason she found charming, but I did not. And neither did her man. I know. I was like, what is her game plan here? Because they're on the way to see her family and he's obviously nervous. And I'm like, you know, he's going to be nervous. That's natural. I get that. But she's not making it any better by saying that her uncle may threaten to beat him up. And then as they get there, she or get closer. She like hums the death march tune like, dun, 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 dun. I don't even know. I think I'm doing the stormtrooper <laughs> from Star Wars. But, you know, she's doing like the death march tune. <laughs> Yeah, it's so ridiculous. And I don't know why anybody thinks this is cute. This is just like such a dated trope and joke. Like, you know, you always see like, you know, dads being like, oh, when my daughter finally brings someone home, like I'm gonna let him know. And it's like, first of all, this young kid could probably whoop your old ass if they wanted to. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, please stop. No one is taking these threats seriously. And second of all, it's like, why do you think that's amusing or funny? Like, if it was the other way around, I cannot imagine arriving here to London, meeting my man's family for the first time, and then my boyfriend being like, just to let you know, you better not act up because my sister will smack the shit out of you. Just letting you know, she will put hands on you. I'd be like, what? Are you insane? Like, Wait, is am I doing this right? Is this the British way she will knock the piss out of you? Uh, <laughs> is no, that what they yeah. say? <laughs> I mean, yes, it could work. Okay, all right. I know. And I had that other thought, too, where like, listen, I'm not trying to infantilize Guillermo because he is an adult, but he is 23. That's on the younger side of being an adult. Like, scientifically speaking, your your mind has informed. Right. So we can we can all give him some grace and say that he's got some growing to do. Um, Kara is a full like 29 years old. You know, she's she you can arguably say she has more experience, more maturity, you would hope. So it's it's one of those things where like wait, you're threatening violence to this very young adult because your family's worried that he might take advantage of you when in reality, like, you have an up on him in many ways. You know, you are the U.S. <laughs> citizen. You you do have a full grasp of, of English, and you are a full six years older. So, like, that just doesn't seem fair. Yeah, and it's also, like, she kept laughing about it. And I, I'm like, all right, you said it one time it's a joke, but she brought it up multiple times, and I'm like... This is just not funny. Like, it's just not cute. It's not funny. And then Guillermo wasn't laughing. Like, he didn't seem very amused by all of this. Luckily, Kara's attempts to kind of, like, sabotage this dinner didn't work because the family overall, including the uncle, Mm -hmm. seemed charmed by Guillermo and seemed to feel Mm -hmm. like he was quite genuine. Yeah, exactly. And I think Guillermo, over time, got more comfortable with the family. He was still a little bit nervous. And Yeah, to your point, I think everyone was like very welcoming. I will say, though, like her uncle having been a private investigator at one point, that's just ingrained in him. I don't think he'll ever let his guard down. But that's okay as long as he doesn't actually threaten Guillermo with violence. Yeah. And I mean, the whole like, oh, well, he already Instagram stalked. He's a private detective. I'm like, "Uh, sir, we all then are PIs or ma'am, we're all (laughs) PIs then because who amongst us doesn't search the shit out of anybody these days? So, yes, I would have also fully done 
a deep dive into your Instagram, your LinkedIn, whatever, before meeting you. <laughs> um, but also, sir, be kind because he is 23 and this is Instagram. <laughs> so <laughs> I will just say I think we all have some tomfoolery on our RIG pages. Um, Bilal and Shada. So like you had talked about, you know, these weird welcome wagons with threads and Bilal, we, we all agreed, had a weird welcome wagon with tricking um, Shada. But I think the tables have turned because she's now getting to meet his kids and his kids were the opposite from Bilal. They welcomed her in a very sweet manner, greeted her with a huge hug. And it was just so endearing. It was endearing. But what what part of Shada was like? Now, are these really his kids or are these actors or friends <laughs> testing me to see how I'll react? I was like, girl, they're trying to bond with you. They invited you to play games and you said no because games aren't your thing. Just say yes, bitch. Just be like, OK, I guess I'll give it a go. <laughs> she was like, no, I don't want to play games. <laughs> I mean, I think in general, both uh, Shada and the kids did a good job. I thought this was actually like a very genuine moment where it's like for most most of the time in most normal situations, the kids at that age aren't going to be like, oh, my God, you're our new mom. We're going to start calling you mama. Well, you know, like they're, they were courteous. They were polite. They said hello to her. They were friendly. They were trying to bond. But they also kept it real where they were like, OK, well, we don't really know her yet. We don't know if we're comfortable to be calling her Umi or calling her mommy. Like we'll build up to it. And I think in the other sense, she was being very genuine. Like you could tell that she is very shy. She was very nervous. And so she was, she didn't know how to act. And meanwhile, Bilal is the one person that is the connective <laughs> tissue. And he seems hell bent to like these tests. Like it's just like, he seems hell bent on making Shida work as hard as she can and make things as awkward as possible. Like I didn't get the sense of him being like, all right, oh yeah, let's all play, Shida, don't worry, I'll teach you, like, no, right. he, you know, he just kind of kept, I don't know, somewhat infantilizing her, like, not having her back in a lot of things, even when they were like, oh, are you going to want to have kids, and then like, mm, I don't know if we want a little little sibling or whatever, he wasn't like, yeah, this is something we're talking about, considering it was just like, well, she wants to as fast as possible, like, stop throwing her under the bus. <laughs> that I mean he is completely skirting the question so like he's throwing you under the bus and then when the kids are like well what do you um no she said she said to the kids well you know I mean it's it's we should ask your dad too and he's like they're asking you not me it's like dude this is the time to to say something more mature like something more dadly like yeah we're, you know what we're talking about it but when we're ready we will loop you guys in you're part of the family and if we have you know a baby it'll be your sibling blah 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 then he goes so far as to be like, well, you know, only Allah can make that decision. So, I mean, conversation closed. Mm, I don't know if it's only Allah. I mean, I'm sure Allah has a hand in it, but you are also in charge of your own areas. Yeah, this is a mess. I feel for Shida. I felt very bad for her uh, when she was having the conversation with her sister and she got really emotional about, you know, she's 37. She's ready to be a mom. She feels like everybody around her has kids. I feel that. But she also, I think, like, at this point, like, I don't know. Like, I the fault is in both these people because Bilal is fucked up for skirting the, the situation. Like, this is a topic that y'all need to take head on. But I also feel like, I don't know why she moved if he hadn't, if they hadn't covered this conversation. Like, I'm not moving here 
if this is that important and you can't tell me yes or no, I, I want to have kids. Exactly. Exactly. But when do we ever see anyone on 90 Day like truly making good decisions? I feel like it's rare. It's rare. It's quite rare. <laughs> it is quite rare. And if they are making good decisions, we don't see them for very long because those are the boring couples that don't get a second or third season. Except for Kenny and Armando, because the drama was more so in them being accepted. I feel like those two had pretty level heads on their shoulders. But um, so Benyam and Ariella, like, I, I, I don't know if these two are level headed, if they're not. because It's hard to tell. Their dynamic is super interesting. Um, but let's celebrate the fact that the whole family, Benyam, Ariella, Avi, they've landed in the U.S. safe and sound. And her family is elated to welcome them. Oh, I would have loved um, a driving through New York scene a la Darcy and Jesse where Binyam <laughs> could have been like, what's that? What is that building? Is that a museum? And Ariella being like, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, Binyam wouldn't have pulled a Jesse to be like, do you know anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was crazy. Um, I think I instead of that scene, I did appreciate the welcome wagon that was Pretty much Ariella's mom, <laughs> solo. She had a, no. A she made the husband wear some glasses at one point. Oh, did it? Well, I feel like he took them off right away. <laughs> but so she had this um, sign that she had made herself, which I thought was so sweet. You know, it's like welcome to the U.S. or something like that. Benny, um, um, you know, she wants her son-in-law to feel welcomed. She had the crazy uh, U.S. style glasses that lit up. And I, you know what? You're right. She did make him wear the glasses at one point, but he was cracking me up because he was just like, well, you know, everyone has a crazy mother-in-law. <laughs> everyone <laughs> needs one. Um, and there was something else that he had said. I can't even remember. Oh, he was just like, yeah, it's been such a long time. Avi's probably a man now. Like, he's just got that dry sense of humor that you're probably like, oh, dad. It's going to feel extra dry, that sense of humor, um, in about two hours when they're like, oh, did you like this apartment? All right, well, you can direct deposit 3000 into my account for the rent and utilities um, after this 30-day free trial that we're offering you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen, listen, I think it was so thoughtful and generous of the parents to be like you guys need an apartment we're gonna go lease one for you and we're gonna get it set up with like cable and you know all the premium streaming services you got your disney you got your <laughs> hbo blah 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 but how did it go from that to like also you're gonna be responsible you're gonna have to take this over so let me know when you can do that all right <laughs> yeah this i'm like this has to be a setup show for the show. Otherwise, all these people are asinine. And I get that we have a lot of people on 90 Day that make terrible choices and don't have conversations. But I'm like, isn't her dad like a doctor and her mom has some other like good jobs? Mm-hmm. Yes. So these are like level-headed people. I would assume that before making all these plans and getting an apartment, if they knew that they were going to stop the you know stop running all the money for all of Ariella's lifestyle with Binium that they would at least be like all right we're going to help set you up but you're eventually going to have to pay for this so what budget what's the range what do you think do you guys want a one bedroom do you need a studio do you think you're going to be okay like how you know do are you going to need Disney plus maybe you don't (laughs) maybe you just need to survive off of Hulu with the advertisement level you know we're like, hey, here's the basement of our home until you can get on your own two feet. <laughs> I mean, and it was one of those things where, like, I, uh, I'm i torn. There's a part of me that's like, 
Ariella, you need to respect your parents, right? Like, that's just how we were raised. You respect your parents. You don't talk back to them because they got you this apartment that you can't afford. But also, like, she's right. Did you need to get the two-bedroom apartment when she said they were fine with one? Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> I don't know what the purpose of that was. <laughs> because the parents are trying to make some money. <laughs> it's because the parents are, like, trying to sleep over and they need a guest room. There you go. Um, well... If it were up to Thais, they wouldn't even have a guest room because she would just boot Patrick's brother, John, out. Um, but before we get there, in preparation for Thais's arrival, Patrick got her a, a puppy. And the puppy is cute. And I think the idea, like, it's cute in theory. But maybe let's take on one responsibility, like one roommate at a time. <laughs> the puppy was adorable. Yeah, again, who knows? I feel like this is one of those things that, like, nine times out of ten, it's going to go great. Or it could be just one more thing to overwhelm her. Like, I'm in a new country. I don't have a job. You're at work all day. And now I got to potty train this puppy. Like, I don't <laughs> know. It could go very bad. But it was really, really cute. I mean, I'm sure she'll Thais will rather live with that puppy than with her his brother. Oh, 100%. 100% she's probably gonna make some joke about having to clean up you know both of their shits if she's at home like cleaning the bathroom I don't know um but before we get to like her arrival to the U.S. let's talk about her departure from Brazil um first she lets us know that she has lunch on a daily basis with her grandmother and I just thought that's so sweet like that is so nice that you are so connected to your family and you're so close but also like being a model must be nice because you can just go and have lunch whenever you want um and then we also meet her dad and he he's just like he had me nearly teary eyed when he was talking about his daughter leaving. I know it was really sad. And again, like I can't imagine how hard it is being the parent and having to see your kids go. And when I left home to move here, I was already in my 30s. I can't imagine seeing like your your child in your 20s. They, you, they're still your babies, you know, at that point and having them go so far away. But I have no excuses and I don't understand this logic again with Thais trying to like protect her dad or just I guess not trying to hear it and like not trying to disappoint him. So instead of being honest and saying she's moving and getting married, she's just on a prolonged trip. Um, I don't know. Where is her and Bilal need some kind of they need some help because that's not the way you approach situations with family. And not just moving. She hasn't told him that she's getting married. Like, that is a fucking slap in the face. I'm a parent, and, and my kids are still way too young to get married. But I can already imagine that if they got married behind my back without telling me, I would be mad. I would be mad that they couldn't come to me. I'd be sad that I missed this moment in their lives. And I'd be disappointed that, like, their marriage is off to this kind of start where, like, I have to now find a way to build trust with them and their significant other. Although I wouldn't be mad if this was my case with, like, the significant other because Patrick doesn't know that her dad doesn't know. He thinks everything's fine and dandy. Well, see, but this is the thing. It's like for Thais, it's fucked up to do because even if you later go back and tell your dad, okay, I actually we got married and I'm living here. I have no return date set. And I lied to you about it. Even if she says, you know, Patrick wanted to tell you, but it was my decision. He didn't tell you. You know, the dad might not believe it. Like he's going to somewhere in his heart hold that against mm -hmm. both her and Patrick. And it's just a fucked up way to start that relationship. Like as much as it's going to hurt to say goodbye and as much as 
he would hate it. The truth is, like, he clearly is not stopping you. He knows you're an adult. So he's like, mm-hmm. all right, she wants to go live somewhere else. Whether it's for a short term or a long term, you just need to be honest. It's just bad logistically, too. Like, when is this man, like, he's over here planning his welcome party, getting his sign ready, getting the Brazil <laughs> glasses ready. And it's just not going to happen because she's relocating completely. And also, like, we learned that her father ran after a boyfriend, like, literally chased him down, I guess, to beat him up. And this is in high school, okay? So we're talking about a minor. What's he going to do to Patrick once he finds out what happened? I don't know. Patrick was uh, not only supposedly training for the Olympics, but also (laughs) was juicing. So I don't know. I mean, her dad seemed pretty formidable and seemed like a strong guy. But I don't know if I would take on that challenge either. I don't know. When when you're a parent and you're in distress, I mean, I heard a woman lifted a car off her child one time. So I don't know. Um, And the thing with her dad, too, like this poor guy is fearful that he's Patrick's an American man and her daughter, his daughter's a Brazilian girl. So Patrick's just not going to take her seriously. And Thais is over here like, I don't know where he got this from. Maybe television. And I'm like, yeah, girl, he's been watching 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) Like, I can tell you where he got it from. All you need to see is a few episodes of Karini and Paul, and you would be terrified to let your Brazilian daughter go off with an American man. Like one of the tests of can you take my daughter's hand in marriage is let me see you run this quick mile. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I wonder where he got this crazy idea. Um, but I do think that like financially, Patrick is going to be just fine in caring for her because the home security business seems to be doing him good. He's got a nice house. He's got a Tesla. Like, I think they're going to be fine on that front. It's everything else that could be a disaster. Yeah, I don't know too much about his company, but I was reading online. A lot of people were called it like we're calling it the LuLaRue for men. So I don't know. I guess it's <laughs> some kind of MLM system. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. That could be wrong. Just letting you all know what the tweets were saying. Well, you know, if he's at the top of that <laughs> system, then I think he'll be fine. That doesn't make a right cap. But anywho, it does. you are the person that bought your security system door to door. So, hey, hey, mine is a reputable company. <laughs> I actually don't know about their that hiring you know practices, of. but I'm going to go look it up afterward. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, let's move on to even Muhammad and the bidet and the lack of breakfast on day one. So, yeah, it's his first morning there. And he was expecting breakfast in bed and a tour of his new city. I guess he didn't know that she had to go to work the very next day, which I think is on her. She should have been very honest. Hey, I have to go to work tomorrow. But also, are we still continuing with this buffoonery of my wife is going to take care of me and where's my breakfast in bed and mint on my pillow? I don't think it's buffoonery because uh, Muhammad seemed quite clueless about what to do and where to begin the day. So I don't think he's pretending where he's like, oh, my mama's been taking care of me my entire life. Therefore, I expect Eve to do the same. Um, I find this couple so hard to watch. One, because of Muhammad's like disposition. His what? His disposition. Like his affect, his voice. Yes. I get like very ASMR vibes and not even that soothing, but it's just like, well, it's just so slow. And I'm like, is he a bot that's glitching? I don't, I don't get it. It's just like, 
he constantly has like a grin on his face, but he like is saying things that are like making him unhappy. I'm not saying he's like a terrible dude. I just find it difficult to listen to him. No, I agree. Um, I agree. And I don't know how to frame it. Like I really can't describe it. And if, even if I could find the words, I don't know that it would be fair. It's just what we're seeing. Let's put it this way. What we're seeing is not someone that I would have swooned over and like moved across to the U.S. to be one of my financial dependents. Absolutely not. And I'm also just terrified that now Eve is springing it on Muhammad that she expects him to be uh, her son's babysitter and caretaker. When this man literally has said he doesn't know how to cook a meal, he does he barely knows how to take care of himself. So now he's going to be the prime, like the prime caregiver. Well, you know, just babysitter while Eve's at work. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. She has said like Muhammad is fully aware that he's going to step in and care for Theron on his own. And I'm like, <laughs> is, is he? he fully aware? <laughs> like, <laughs> did, did you always actually have this conversation? Or did you just drop hints of like, oh, my God, it's so hard and it'll be so nice to have someone help me. And the whole time, Muhammad's like, yeah, you really should hire that after school caretaker. <laughs> it would be good for you to have some additional help because I, too, will need some extra meals and snacks when you're at work. So that would be good. You know, he he had said, like, I'm feeling more like a babysitter than a fiance. And I'm like, well, that's rich because I'm pretty sure Eve's going to be sing- saying the exact same thing about you. Oh, my God. This is what I'm saying. This is like boy toy fantasies gone terribly wrong. Because (laughs) when she was like serving up dinner and she's like, you know, putting the hamburgers on both their plates and they're both sitting at the table like, can we get more ketchup, mom? Like, thanks, mom. Like, (laughs) didn't it just seem like E was taking care of like her two boys? You just gave me you just reminded me of Will Ferrell in like the wedding crashers. Lasagna. The bidet, ma. <laughs> yeah, okay, so wait, so on the bidet, when he was, like, shocked that she was leaving and leaving him without breakfast, I was like, you know what, that's good. He'll use his first date to figure out how to cook, learn how to cook, and install a bidet. And neither one of those <laughs> attempts were successful. He was like, I'm out. Uh, I just can't do this. Let me, let me also let this uh, pan catch on fire. In his defense, uh, I never use a electric stove I always use gas gas stove and like the few times I've had to randomly use an electric stove it has been quite I'm like wait is this off is this off is this on like what (laughs) are you for real (laughs) it's very confusing um and the bidet instructions might have been fully in English I don't know what his like reading comprehension in English is I will say while I don't think he's a child and I don't like this whole like I expect you to take care of me and like, like my mom did. <laughs> yeah. And I hate this whole like what we've seen in the previews for next week. Like we have to follow this rule of like you can't be in the house <sighs> alone with a man, but we cannot premarital sex. Like all that shit is super annoying. What I will say is I don't know how Eve's finances are set up. I don't know what her job is like. So maybe she truly couldn't get the day off. But I'm like, day one, could you not have taken it off just to explain to the man like all right, this is where things are in the house. This is how you open and close the door if you need to go. You know, like, I feel like the basic level would have been, like, spend one day with him. And if you couldn't, if you truly couldn't, and you needed to do your holistic yoga for the girls and the community, then (laughs) the night before, instead of doing all that unallowed premarital sex, could have been like, (laughs) this is how you work a 
electric stove so you don't set the house on fire. And also, FYI, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, the next the next step in their relationship is he's going to file for a visa for his mom to move over <laughs> to take care of him. He's talking about how much he misses his mom and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, does he miss her because he loves her or because he loves the way she takes care of him? I am sure both. And this is probably strategic in the mom where she was like, he will not be able to fend for himself. So my son will always be coming back to me. That's true. Well, speaking of sons, the last thing I will mention is, is that we finally meet, um, well, not we, but Muhammad finally meets Theron, which is Eve's son. And he described it as like amazing and that meeting Theron made him feel like home. And then he went and got him a gift and presented it to him or like multiple gifts in the gift bag. And I was like, all right, Muhammad, you get lots of points on this. Yeah, definitely. I think the meeting went really well. He seemed like he approached it just like with a lot of care and genuinely excited because they had been talking over video call and that was super thoughtful to come in with a gift. And Overall, I think that went really well. Theron seems super happy and excited. Muhammad was really happy. And then they got to enjoy like a beautiful hamburger meal while their mom, you know, made a dessert and French fries and stuff in the kitchen. I think these two are hopefully, hopefully they will get along well. And I really hope Muhammad could rise to the level of being an adequate caretaker. I just got all kinds of stepbrother vibes. Not the movie, but like, <laughs> like they're both at the table. You know, where are my dino nuggets? Come on, mom, can I have more ketchup? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Well, we didn't get any Jabri and Miona or his crazy parents. So who gets your appreciation ring? Uh, I definitely didn't think of this ahead of time. I think my appreciation ring is going to go to your husband for locking in that promotion and pay raise uh, despite you know just staying on point with his discovery plus viewing oh with his amber heard and johnny depp tiktok like this is the level of hustle that i aspire to so appreciation ring to him can I also just tell you that he's innovative and figured out how to make his mouse, because it's it's wired, it's hardwired, reach the couch in a way so he can lay down and just move it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's innovation. So again, imagine if he actually applied himself 100% to work during working hours. Imagine the things that he could get done. <laughs> also, just quickly, my four-year-old asked us yesterday, or the day before, Mommy, Daddy, did you have fun at work today? And this was out of nowhere, okay? And we're like, um, I mean, define fun. You know, like, whatever. We answered and we were like, yeah, kind of. Why do you ask? She goes, oh, because I want to make sure that we have lots of money to buy lots of stuff. <laughs> so, oh. Like, she doesn't want us to quit. And so then yesterday... I'm explaining in the best terms, you know, daddy got a promotion. In other words, like, daddy's doing really good at, at work, baby. And all the bosses are happy. Yay, daddy. Let's congratulate him. And she goes, yay, daddy. Now we'll have money. <laughs> I'm like, listen, either this kid has big spending plans or she's worried that we're a hop, skip and a jump from being homeless. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is she watching? Why is she Where's so she getting homeless? this from? <laughs> Anyway, she's got her sight on a couple of dino, what is it, nuggets? And dino <laughs> nuggets. So she wants to go to Disneyland for her fifth birthday and have a birthday party, even though we told her she could have one or the other. So she's oh. probably 
Yeah, it's probably she's that. taking the calculations in yeah. her mind, and she's like, "Yeah, one or the other." Okay, <laughs> okay. She's like, "That day hopper pass, so now that's where the <laughs> the fun is." Um. Anyway, my appreciation ring is gonna go to Bilal's kids just for being super respectful. Like, I think we're gonna love his kids just like we've loved other kids in the past more than their own parents. And it's also gonna go to Emily's parents. The dad I already mentioned. He's like, "Let me let Kobe settle in," and him and the mom because while. Emily and Kobe were having this like disagreement on breastfeeding. They were both just kind of monitoring it to see if they needed to step in, but didn't actually step in on their own um, yeah. and didn't make Kobe feel bad about it. Whereas other parents would be like, listen, this is my house. That's my child. I don't care if you are the <laughs> the mother or father of the baby. Like you don't talk to my kid that way. This is my house. And if my daughter wants to have her nip out for me in the world <laughs> to see, then that's our own damn business. I agree. Um, I think the only thing that Emily's dad was like a little, not pushy, but a little like disappointed on was like, he said, wait a minute, y'all give whiskey to the family when you meet them? Where is my bottle of whiskey? He brought up like three times, like for real though, like my bottle of whiskey. Wait, I missed that. They must have edited that out for the American viewers. Kobe <laughs> um, was just explaining that because the, they asked about the tradition of getting married in his country. And he said, oh, when you are going to go visit the family to propose or actual proposal, you have to bring like the dad a bottle of whiskey or alcohol or something. And then the family provides you with a list of items that you have to provide in order for them to accept the proposal. And the dad was like, wait a minute, can we talk more about this list and this bottle of whiskey? <laughs> Uh, that is so funny. Yeah, I didn't catch that. But I could imagine it being like, Emily, enough about the breast milk. Let's talk about my whiskey. <laughs> Let's talk about this list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless the parents. Well, on that note, thanks all for tuning in another week. Uh, be sure to give us five stars and a great review on the podcast app. Blowing tons of positive words. Don't, you know, do how, pe how people are doing Amber Heard and Johnny Depp online, just you know, positivity <laughs> all around. And follow no, me. No turning us, please. <laughs> please don't turning us. Uh, don't turn us. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Board and Bitchy. That's Board Letter and Bitchy. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Both and bitch. Oh. Bitchy. Bitchy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bored and bitchy. <laughs>